Good morning. This is Chiju Kilugu on your morning devotion. It's glad I'm so glad to be here once again. It's also joy to share the word with you in the morning. This is a good day that the Lord has made. A beautiful day that the Lord has made indeed. We we'll rejoice and be glad in it. This day will revel in the love of God, revel in the sure mercies of God and His loving kindness. I'm grateful this morning for His faithfulness. I'm grateful for His protection. What are you thankful for this morning? I want you to start off your day with a heart of thanksgiving. I want you to start off your day with rejoicing in your heart because. The word admonishes us to rejoice always in the Lord. So in this same vein, we're launching to the word of the Lord with joy in our hearts. So for the past few episodes, I've been speaking about kingdom, kingdom mindset, spoke about kingdom agenda, the mountains of influence, and then spoke about kingdom wealth in the last episode. I do hope that you've been blessed by these episodes and you've started to walk in the light of who you are as a, as a kingdom ambassador. So this morning I'll be speaking on stewardship. Yeah, stewardship. And what does stewardship mean? Stewardship is the responsibility of taking care of someone's property. In other words, a steward is one who has been given the responsibility to take care of the master's possession. So as believers, we are stewards of all that God has given to us. We are stewards of our new life in Christ, our Christian life, stewards of our gifts, the gifts the Lord has given us, our finances, our money, our relationship with others, our children, and to mention but a few. So let's look at the scripture. Scriptural background that we'll be taking. We're looking at Matthew chapter 25, verse 23. And the word of the Lord says, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You know, I talked about stewardship, covering everything that the Lord has given to us. In the last episode, I spoke about King Noel, and I spoke extensively on Stewardship as regards our money, finances, bringing to light the fact that the money that we receive has been given to us by God, and we are caretakers of our finances, of our money, so we must involve God on how we spend our money, we must pay our tithe, and then we involve God on how we spend the remaining 90%, we seek his consent and his counsel on how we spend our money. So, in this episode, I'll be dwelling majorly on stewards, stewardship as regards our gifts. 
and our gifts everyone has a natural gift and uh, a natural gift and innate gift that means what you can do naturally you're born with it and innate ability it's inborn in other words so we have gifts is classified into two they have a natural gift and then a spiritual gifts spiritual gifts are the gifts that the holy spirit gives to us when we receive the baptism of the holy spirit the holy spirit gives us his gifts according to his will so let's talk about the natural gifts what what can you do naturally what comes easy with you what do you love to do look at what you're passionate about doing and all of that do you love do you like to to administrate you like to an example of a gift would be administration i'm talking about natural gifts some people are good at administrating some good people are best at management giving counsel organizing things and then some people are just go-getters good people are good at just starting things and executing they're not so strong with management so you discover your gifts discover what you love to do and then also natural gifts also has to do with skills so people like to to do hand work maybe like tend to fashion people are, have an endearing towards towards fashion i mentioned uh other gifts for the woman you have um, skills like um, catering and all of that but some people are excellent teachers they love to teach they love to counsel they love to work with people they are gifted with interpersonal relationships and the thing about it is whatever you're called at doing you can always learn what you require to excel in your in your area of assignment for me i'm a pastor minister of the gospel so i'm called to relate with men <laughs> i'm called to preach the gospel and the place of interpersonal relationship the success of interpersonal relationship cannot be overemphasized so so it has nothing to do with whether i'm quiet my whether i'm an introvert or I don't like to relate with people. I have to learn it. You know, that's why we have the Holy Spirit. He's the one that calls and equips us for the work of the ministry. So, by natural temperament, I'm melancholy. I'm an introvert. And an introvert is someone that is quiet. It's not given to relating too much. We just always would like to be alone. And they are great thinkers. They're intelligent people. They're great innovators. But to do the work of ministry, you must be able to relate with others. You must be bubbling, you must be friendly, you must carry everybody along. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's when you have to allow the Holy Spirit to work on your temperament and help you to strengthen your weakness. So in other words, whatever your assignment is, you can learn the gifts that is and the skill that is required to excel in your assignment. Another thing is everyone is a leader in any capacity and leadership is a skill. You're right. So everyone can learn leadership. You learn the rudiments of leadership in whatever area of influence that you are printing in. You need the skills of leadership to excel in. Everyone is a leader. Maybe you have younger ones. You're a leader to your younger ones. Your mother, you're a leader to your children. So wherever you are, you have people that you have influence over. 
Okay, so that's your natural gifts. You know, it's important for you to be a faithful steward. We're talking about being a faithful steward with the gift that God has given to us. You must discover your natural gifts first of all. And then your spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit gives us our gift to excel, the work of ministry. Alright, so you discover the spiritual gifts. You have revelation gift, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, working of miracles, gift of interpretation of tongues. These are spiritual gifts. And there's so much more. So you learn about the spiritual gifts. And the Bible says that you should earnestly confess the best gifts. And most importantly, that you prophesy. So as a believer, you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit for his gifts so that you can succeed in your Christian life and in the work of the ministry. All right, so let's look at that scripture again. And Jesus said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. This passage, this passage talks about the parable of talents, how the master gave talents to three people. Give unto one five talents, give unto another two, give unto another one one talent. And he went out, he traveled on a long journey. And when he came back, he called them back to give their reports. And the one that had five talents had multiplied it. He worked with it, he traded it and multiplied. And the one that had two talents also did likewise. He multiplied it, he traded with it, meaning he used it. And it multiplied. And the one that had one talent did not use it. And the master was angry with that and said, No, you've not done well. And he took the one that he had and gave to the one that had five. He said, That's if you don't use what, in other words, if you don't use your gift, you can, you can lose your gift. God says that if you don't use your gift, you can take it and give it to another. So, in other words, you must understand that whatever it is that God has called you to do, whatever gift that God has given to you, yeah, you know, for you to do your assignment. There are so many people that they have also called. And God is banking on you to be a faithful steward, to be an effective steward. In other words, you must use your gift to yield result. So, of course, the report for the report for those that use their gifts as well was well done, faithful servants. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Okay, so there's always a, a report card at the end of our lives when we meet with our Lord and Savior. He will give us our reports. You know, if we have done well, if we have really done what you, what He has called us to do, if we have if we have utilized our gifts. My prayer that you and I will be found faithful in the name of Jesus. So let's look at faithfulness so you know to be a good steward faithfulness is a crucial quality of a good steward and now faithfulness in this context will be faithfulness over another man's assignment and then faithfulness towards your own assignment it's a, it's a spiritual protocol that before god hands over your own assignment he usually expects you to serve another man's vision before he hands over yours, he'll put you in a place that he require you to serve. In Luke 16, verse 12, the word of the Lord says that if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Let's look at the life of Jesus, our role model. Jesus was a carpenter's son, and um, Jesus did not start ministry 
until he was 30 because his ministry lasted for three years but then it was recorded in the bible that when he was age 12 he went to the temple with his parents and he stayed with the pharisees the teachers learning and his parents even were looking for him for three days so throughout from 12 years old till when so when he was 30 he was learning and of course he was serving under his father as a carpenter because his father was a carpenter definitely he would be serving so jesus our perfect example yes he's called to save the world he did not manifest until the appointed time there was a time for training there was a time for for growth there was a time for service so i would say that period between 12 years to 30 years was a period for him to learn to grow and to serve so service now even though you're called into ministry, service might not only be serving in a church, it might also be serving in another man's trade, in, a man, in another man's business or company. God can put you anywhere to serve. Jesus had a father that was a carpenter. I'm sure he would have been serving under his father. And of course, also learning from teachers, learning the word of God. All right, so let's look at another person in the Bible that also served. Um, let's look at David. All right, David was chosen by God to be the next king. What was he doing before God's chosen? He was found faithful, serving his, fa serving his father, taking care of his father's flock. All right, and then he was anointed. And then when he was even anointed, there was a waiting season, waiting period before he, was, he would you know, mount the throne, before he would take the throne. So in other words, he must have his understanding that when God calls us, mostly, there's always a waiting season before our season of appearing. And God will have us remain faithful with that which he has given to us. Because he says that when we are faithful with little, more will be given unto us. And when we are faithful with another man's things, he will give us our own. When you are faithful with another man's vision, he will give you your own. So, now I, I emphasize that service it might be even if you have a calling in ministry or not you know god will expect you to serve another man whatever it is that god has called you to do he expects you to serve somebody else that has gone ahead of you in that call and that is serving your mentors that's a place of mentors mentorship you know um in our world today we call it apprenticeship someone that wants to learn a skill that wants to start a trade let's even say the vulcanizer or even the the dressmaker she's expected to learn and serve do intern internship that is also serving another man's vision so you take it as your own you know the bible says that when you serve you serve as unto the lord and not as unto the men and not as unto men because your service is unto god and God is the rewarder. God is the one that promotes. Right? So I want us to take this attribute of a faithful steward because it's so important. The flesh does not want to have its way. The flesh doesn't want to serve anyone. The flesh always wants to have its way. So it's important for us to know that for us to be a faithful steward, we must have a meek and humble spirit. You know, that was not the spiritual, must yield to the Holy Spirit. We must have a teachable and obedient spirit. And then we must be diligent. Diligence means effective work, working hard at the right thing. And you cannot be diligent without the help of the Holy Spirit. 
So you have to work in partnership with the Holy Spirit to know what to work hard at. Hard at. All right. So I just want us to go over what we have learned this morning. We've learned about stewarding our gifts. And God expects us to utilize our gifts. And it is when we use the gifts that we have. That is when it will increase and multiply. Uh, when we use the little he has given us, it will multiply. Okay? And when we save another man's vision, God will give to us our own. Alright? So this morning, Father, we give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you have given unto us. We are grateful. We are grateful. This morning I ask for mercy. We ask for mercy in any way that we have not been diligent with using our gifts. We ask for mercy in any way we have not been serving another man's vision, the vision of, of the man that you have placed, that you have you have called us to serve. In any way we've not been serving effectively, Lord. We ask for mercy. We ask, oh God, for another opportunity. You're a faithful God. We ask for another opportunity to serve well with our gifts in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, because as we serve with all of our hearts, we receive your blessing in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we give you thanks and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. And the people say, Amen and Amen. Oh, the Lord bless you today. I pray that as you go about your daily activities, you will be conscious of the presence of God. The joy of the Lord will continue to be your strength in the name of Jesus. Keep fixing your gaze on Jesus. And I leave you with this word. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto the Lord, and the peace of the Lord that surpasses all understanding will garrison your heart and mind. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See you in the next episode.